Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back in to WWL Sports Talk. Steve Geller along with Bobby Bear, Mike Dettelier here at the Morio Convention Center for NOLA Pickle Fest. Uh, we talked to Drew Brees earlier and looking forward to uh, his matchup tomorrow. Celebrity matchup on center court here against John McEnroe. And I know that a, a lot of folks are going to be packed in here, anxious to see number nine back in action, even if it's at pickleball. Yeah, and, and he was thrilled. He was talking to Bobby and I before he came on about, you know, being able to go to practice today and watching the Saints and being back on that Superdome turf. You get that feeling inside of being back in home sweet dome. The only thing, too, is he was saying, you know, like every year around this time, you know, because you're not that far out of, away from the game. You still sort of get the itch. You know, about, man, uh, you know, football season's right here. You are so kind of mentally and physically grounded to that routine that it's hard to kind of break. And I told him that, you know, like for me, I would get up 4.30 every morning when I was in engineering. 4.30 every morning. And it just and built that, into That it. happens still today, and it's been years, plural. Uh, it, you can't break it. And so I understand what he was talking about. I hope you're at least able to go back to sleep after sometimes waking up. Sometimes <laughs> and sometimes not. I mean, Steve, yeah, I got to fight it sometimes. But it, it, you, so your body sort of gets used to being up at a certain time, doing something at a certain time, and it is what it is. Well, it's funny. Drew also mentioned the fact Jimmy Graham back with the team, now the oldest player on the squad. And he also played with one other player still on the team now, and that's just Cam Jordan. Yeah, that's it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like How they're all coming on. All of that sort of transported around a little bit. But, you know, with, with Alvin, uh, you know, because he played with Kamari, played with Ramchak, those guys. But, you know, that long term relationship with Jimmy. Because had he stayed on this team, I'm convinced he would basically have every pass catching touchdown record by a tight end. But it, it didn't quite work out that way. We're going to get into our training camp sound bank that's brought to you by the sound banking at First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. Here's what head coach of the New Orleans Saints, Dennis Allen, had to say after practice as the team gets ready for preseason game number one on Sunday. Landon Young went down at the end of practice there. Looks like it's an MCL sprain, um, but we'll obviously have to go through some evaluations to see exactly the significance of that. But um, that was the only injury of note uh, today with practice. Uh, we did have three guys, you know, Jimmy and, and 
Ram and Mike Thomas were all vet rest days. So that's where we're at. Your message to the team uh, after the little dust up? Uh, that if we want to act like boxers, we'll start training like boxers and we'll get over on the side and run. So I think that cleared it up pretty easily. Dennis, if, if those three guys have veteran rest days in, in your dome practice last one, does that mean they're not going to play? Or no. They, they may still play. They'll, they'll, uh, anybody that's healthy enough to play is going to play. Well, you um, mentioned yesterday that you don't want to dial back anything with Trevor. Is, what can we infer from how you view what happened today, if anything, in terms of his role in initiating that? Yeah, look, I mean, not the first fight that's ever happened in training camp, right? You know, um, it's the first one we've had, uh, but it's not the first one that ever happens. And, um, you know, you hit on the same guy day in, day out, day in, day out. You know, eventually tempers kind of flare a little bit, and uh, we had a little dust up, and we got it handled, and then we go back to practice. I know we've talked about Marshawn Lattimore a few times during camp. With a practice like today, is he even playing at a different level than what you've seen from him in the past? Would that be accurate? Well, it would be hard to do. Um, you know, he's played at an elite level for us for a long time. Um, but, he, but, yeah, he's playing extremely well. Um, it's probably the best that I've seen him play in, in a training camp environment, for sure. Yeah, I think he's got a, a great mindset about him, and, and uh, he, he's been outstanding. How big of an asset is Blake Gilligan to this team? And had a of yeah, he had a good day today. You know, we worked some going in punt, and, and uh, I think he's punted the ball well. And, and um, you know, look, we're going to get him out in some game situations and, and, and see how he does. I think, you know, the big thing we've talked with Blake about is at the, at the critical moment of the game, you know, in the fourth quarter, and we got to have it. You know, we got to have we got to have a punt to flip the field. You know, and that's probably the one area where I'd say, um, you know, we need to see improvement with him. What's your view of how uh, Alante Taylor's been doing in the first couple of weeks? <laughs> yeah, I think he's been playing well. I think the corner position overall has, has played really well. I think there's a lot of competition there. You know, when there's a lot of guys that are battling for opportunities and snaps on game day and and uh it's been it's been fun to watch and look we'll we'll, we'll keep a you know we'll keep the evaluation process going but i think we've got several guys there that that i think can help us what, what did you want to see him focus on most this offseason i know he talked about reigning in the aggressiveness sometimes and not over pursuing and things like that uh, how's he doing in that department yeah look i think that, you know there's i would never say rein in the aggressiveness because you know, that's what we're all about. Um, you know, I think there's some times in tackling where, you know, he's got to do a better job of wrapping up. Um, you know, there's some pursuit angles at times that he's got to got to improve on. I think the biggest thing, as with any young player, is, is you want to see that, that leap forward from year one to year two in terms of really understanding the game, understanding what we're doing defensively, understanding how offenses are trying to attack us. Um, I think that's probably um, – you know, the biggest area that that, uh, that he can improve on. Uh, and I think he's done a nice job of that so far. Yeah, is there any update on Rashid Shahid? And at some point, does it get concerning if he misses so many practices? No, I'm not concerned at all. Um, you know, he's going through the rehab process. Um, you know, we're going to be smart with him. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm not concerned. 
that'd be the case for all the guys who have missed multiple days. Not really anybody that I'm, I'm overly concerned about, no. And as you mentioned tackling earlier, I'm curious, I mean, do you all want to do any kind of live drills during camps? Our philosophy, what's your philosophy on that? Yeah, I, I think we're going to get, I think we're going to get enough of that. Uh, and again, that's part of the reason why, uh, you know, I plan on playing the ones. Uh, let them get out there and play and play the game and have to tackle and do all those kinds of things. And, and uh, but, you know, if you've watched our practices, um, it's not live, but yet it's about as close to live as you can get. Um, you know, and there's guys that end up going down to the ground because that's the way the, it's the way the game's played. In recent years, because of the cutbacks and the amount of time you all can have, any effect on tackling as a defensive coach in, in games because you're all not having to do much live? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the I don't think that's the factor. I think overall we've been a pretty good tackling team. I don't know that we tackled quite as well as I would have liked to uh, last year, but look, we're working on it. We're addressing it, and and uh, you know we'll get a chance to see in these games how we do. That was Saints head coach Dennis Allen after today's workout in the Caesars Superdome. The team getting ready to host the Kansas City Chiefs coming in Sunday for a noon kickoff. You can hear that always on WWL Saints Radio. When we get back from the break, we'll be talking to the Chiefs sideline reporter here on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back here on Sports Talk at the Memorial Convention Center, live from NOLA Pickle Fest. We're going to get to some Kansas City Chiefs action right now. Josh Klingler, the Chiefs Radio Network sideline reporter. How you been? Have you made it into New Orleans yet, or are you flying out tomorrow? Yeah, we're coming tomorrow. Is Pickle Fest still underway tomorrow? That sounds fantastic. Yeah, Pickle Fest is definitely underway tomorrow. Drew Brees okay. is actually taking on John McEnroe, 10 a.m. Central. Nice. Okay. We'll have to check that out while we're there, if we get there in time. Yeah, now, uh, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow late morning, early afternoon arrival into New Orleans. Yeah, see if you can make it to the convention center. I'm sure it'll be a blast for sure. Uh, you uh, look at this team coming into the uh, Superdome against the Saints for this preseason game number one. I guess was it a surprise to you, you to hear that Andy Reid is going to be going with uh, Pat Mahomes on Sunday? Uh, not really. I mean, it's been their M.O. that they'll play the starters 
you know, pretty much a drive. Certainly the offensive guys will play a series, and that's probably a, about it. Um, maybe a few of the offensive linemen may stay a little bit longer. Mahomes will probably get, you know, one trip up the field, assuming they move the sticks a, a time or two. They'll probably call it a day. But they like to get everybody at least a little bit of action, um, unlike some teams who, again, will – you know, sit there starting quarterback specifically. They have played Mahomes every year. He he wants to do it. He wants to take an early – he says uh, he wants to take an early hit that's not too hard, and then he's kind of ready to go. And so they've, they've done it this way. It's uh, kind of uncommon, right? A lot of teams don't. Uh, you see these preseason games that have already been underway where a lot of the starters don't, pre- or don't play, but uh, the Chiefs will have a bulk of their guys going at least, you know, the first uh, series or two. Now, uh, Josh, when you look at uh, obviously people, they're probably you're probably tired of answering this. Chris Jones, I mean, looking at Chris mm-hmm. Jones, fifteen and a half sacks helped the Chiefs uh, rank second in the league with fifty-five sacks a year ago. If the defense wants to replicate that that performance, I kind of look at it that obviously uh, Jones would need to stay healthy while first-round draft picks. Who are they counting on? Uh, Carliftis, if I'm pronouncing that right, and then uh, uh, Ozuma. Felix, whatever, uh, fulfill their potential. You look at the 22-23 drafts. Where are they at defensively with or without Chris Jones? Well, yeah, I mean, Chris Jones is an absolute difference maker, and there's a vastly different discussion if Chris Jones is in or Chris Jones is not a part of it. And I think the biggest surprise is everyone involved seemed to think that this would be done by now and that they have some deal in the works. Um that it was going to be kind of a slow all summer long process, but by the time camp started, or at least early into camp, they would have something done with Chris Jones. It seemed like it was very, uh, you know, they were just kind of going to go through the process of it. It wasn't any bad blood on any side. They were just going to work through it and get there. You saw a few other defensive line contracts come through and you kind of wondered, okay, where does that push the number? It seems that they're just kind of at a stalemate right now where uh, Chris Jones wants Aaron Donald money, which is, you know, uh, upwards of $30 million a season, probably all guaranteed for three to four years. And it doesn't sound like the Chiefs are in that neighborhood. Uh, I think they'd probably like to make him somewhere in between the the kind of the next crop of defensive tackles, say Quinn Williams, who signed a very nice deal in his second contract. This is Chris Jones's third contract. And so, and he's approaching, you know, he's at the age, approaching the age of 30, uh, so uh, it's just been kind of a, a dance that has continued. He's still going to make $28 million. He's got one season left on his contract. Everybody expects him to be there on opening day. I guess the question is whether or not he's got an extension or he's playing out the last year of his contract at this point in time. But if, if he's not a part of the mix and, say, for some strange reason, he decides to hold out during the regular season, this is a vastly different defense, and they can't make up for it. They may be a defensive lineman short right now, um, with Chris Jones. And so without Chris Jones, I think they'd have some holes along that defensive line for sure. And then you know how that impacts the defense then going back, uh, you know, behind uh, a defensive line that may be a little bit thin. So, yep, it's imperative that they get him done or get him in, uh, but there's no, no sign of when that's going to be uh, as of yet. Now, uh, Josh, uh, I don't know, this is a running back's worst enemy, uh, but he is a running back considering – uh, where the Chiefs were able to get him, uh, that being Isaiah Pacheco. Now I'm looking at seventh-round pick. Uh, I was just watching him play. He's an angry runner. 
Uh, he's mm-hmm. played through injuries, averaging basically five yards an attempt. The reason why, you know, we pay a lot of attention <laughs> to that in these parts because of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, LSU, 4.3 yards a carry. So, uh, But you look at Isaiah Pacheco, uh, two years out of Rutgers, uh, I mean, uh, and I think that's almost uh, teams have taken Andy Reid approach that maybe in the latter in later rounds we could find uh, a running back that we can count on and then we don't really have to compensate. Yeah, I mean, as you guys have probably discussed, right, I think it's been discussed all over the country, like the demise of the running backs and, and Isaiah Pacheco, and I, I've said it on the on the air in Kansas City, like I feel bad for the kid. He's never going to get paid. Like he he runs a very hard style. He's going to take a lot of punishment, and he's just never going to make any money the way this running back thing is going right now. And then, yeah, you, you found a, a seventh-round pick that's become your number one running back. And so I think a lot of teams have t- taken that approach that it's, you know, it's, it's turn and burn. If you draft one, you keep them for four years, and then you move on to the next one. And so uh, Pacheco battling a little bit of injury. He won't play on Sunday. Uh, for the Chiefs, but certainly when the regular season starts, they expect him to be uh, out there battling kind of shoulder and he had a wrist issue as well. So he's been taken pretty slow through camp. But, yeah, he was a revelation. Runs hard, uh, catches the ball well, takes takes punishment. Uh, the worst kind of position. Like, if you're his agent, you say, hey, back off a little bit, buddy. Like, go out of bounds. Don't take hits. Uh, running backs have a short shelf life. And, uh, unfortunately, he plays great. And, uh you know, I do feel for him because of the way the position's going right now. It's weird. Clyde edwards is an interesting uh, dynamic as well. Has battled injuries. Hasn't quite lived up to the uh, first-round status. Um, third on the depth chart right now, and they have a, an un, another undrafted running back that they like that they brought in this year uh, out of Tulsa, uh, who's the, the fourth uh, on the depth chart right now. Could he be a guy they move at the end of the preseason for a – you know, some kind of mid to late round draft pick, possibly so. Um, otherwise, I'm guessing this is kind of like a this is like a contract year for him. They're not going to bring him back on on his fifth year, and he's going to have to probably play enough to prove it to some other team. Probably his last year, uh, either way, here in Kansas City. They had an unprecedented draft last year. Every draft choice makes the roster. Uh, Maybe not the superstar player, but Trent McDuffie looks like he's a really good football player. And you brought up George at defensive end. Sky Moore's got a lot of uh, talent, too, and certainly with Pacheco. You look at that draft a year ago, and then how do you look at this year's draft choices that they were able to get? Man, when you hit on every one of them to make your team yeah. and you win a Super Bowl, that you in high <laughs> cotton with that. Yeah, Brett Beach has kind of set himself up, the general manager of the Chiefs, right? We expect, everybody expects, like, well, every guy you draft is going to contribute, like, right away. They had a bunch of defensive backs play key roles uh, last year, not in, in McDuffie, and then lower around draft picks that, that came through. All but one of the, of the draft picks last year had major contributions at some point during the season. And so, yeah, so this year the, the question is, can you replicate that, or will they have to? I think – uh, certainly their, their number one pick, the, the K-State edge, who you mentioned, Uzoma, has come along a little bit slowly. I don't think that they're going to thrust him into anything right away. He's a little bit on the younger side. He's battled some injuries in the offseason. Uh, Rashi Rice, the SMU wide receiver, though, I think could play a vital role. He's got a different kind of size that they're looking for in that, that wide receiver room. So I think he's the guy they're expecting to contribute quite a bit, although a pretty crowded, maybe not spectacular, but but 
quantity uh, wide receiver room that he's going to have to fit into. And then uh, the, the Texas defensive tackle, their sixth-round pick, Keandre Coburn, I guess he very much factors in if Chris Jones is not part of the equation. But I'm um, assuming Chris Jones is back. Uh, he's the guy that might be battling for some rotational time. I don't think you're going to get quite the number of hits they got last year. But, yeah, it was pretty impressive to, to use that many rookies in year number one. And, yeah, Brett Beach just has to keep doing that every year. It's a very simple game, right? Build your team around uh, Patrick Mahomes, supplement with the draft, and have all of them hit. Win Super Bowls. I mean, you just keep you keep raising the bar. It almost becomes <laughs> well, a difficult difficult one to hit. And, and you know, Josh, uh, I brought that up to Saints fans uh, because you see, you, you look at when since Pat Mahomes has been on board, and the reason why I bring this up to Saints fans, do you know the Chiefs own uh, they're like sixty four and eighteen regular season record since Mahomes became the club's starting quarterback in two thousand eighteen. Now they've had they've piled up ten more wins. Uh, then this second place team, you know who it is, the Saints. And look at the success the Chiefs have had compared to the Saints. Like, look, we can't go three straight seasons without being in the postseason. But you look since 2018, regular season wins. Now the Chiefs have ten more, but the, the Saints are in second place as far as you know. You might say, well, are we training? Are we heading in the right direction? So uh, look. You know, look, no team has more postseason experience in the last five years, and Mahomes is already in top, the top ten for career passing and touchdowns with 35 in the playoffs. But I try to give Saints fans hope to who that nation. I say, look, I don't know. We're not that far because, you know, you have to do well in the regular season and ultimately get in the postseason. But uh, it just goes to show you that how, I guess, the parity in the league, whatever. But I, I think that would be a trivia question no one would guess. That since no, 2018, huh. who, who's had the, the second most wins right after the Chiefs and is the Saints? Wow. I'm, I, I, hey, and, and obviously the Chiefs faced uh, Derek Carr twice a year with the Raiders. I think a really solid quarterback as well. I know Saints fans got to be excited, right, with the division where it's at right now. It's anybody's kind of for the taking. And so, so yeah, I think, you, you know, you could have two division winners uh, going toe-to-toe on, on Sunday. I, I, I like the Saints' chances myself. In that, in that division, and I like the, their acquisition of Derek Carr. I thought one of the quieter quarterback moves of the offseason. Talking with Josh Klingler, Chiefs Radio Network sideline reporter. And, Josh, just curious, your impression of defensive tackle Colin Saunders, I know, is a part of that team for four years. Uh, had a big mm-hmm. game, too, in the Super Bowl that you guys just won. Uh, now over here, just seems like uh, overall a really great guy in the on the field and for the locker room. Yeah, absolutely is, and, and, and a guy that – I don't know, kind of remade himself last year. Uh, heading into camp last year, it looked like a guy that was kind of on the outside looking in, just hadn't gotten a lot of playing time, had battled a bunch of injuries, was kind of the odd man out, and then became a real big piece of the defensive line rotation, a really solid. He had a really uh, outstanding season, and he kind of felt like, okay, he's going to be have a season where he's going to play himself out of Kansas City. That was the type of year that he had. Like, okay, probably uh, drafted, you know, to kind of move in a different direction. He... Uh, played himself onto another team and had a great season last year. He was a real force up front, a guy that's got a lot of fire as well. Um, They had a lot of personalities along that defensive line. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, who's now a member of the Broncos, and and Colin Saunders and those guys were always chopping it up on the sidelines and doing a lot lot of talking as well. Very animated, fiery bunch. But, yeah, Saunders had a heck of a year last year, and I'm hoping he can continue to kind of put those together after kind of a slow start. And, again, I mentioned he kind of overcame some things, 
but then had a real big year last year, real impactful year last year for the Chiefs. Josh, uh, you brought up Frank Clark, and you know you think about it, and he's been a good player in this league, and Sean Payton and the Broncos signed him, but he's the most prolific postseason pass <laughs> rusher in the NFL mm-hmm. history. Okay, right. you can say, oh, next man up. Well, the next man ain't doing those type numbers. Man, yeah. the one thing with Frank, when it came down uh, to postseason play, he was a man out on that football field. Yeah, if you mention names of, like, postseason sacks, you know, like Reggie White comes to mind. There are a bunch of other, other names that come to mind. Like, Frank Clark's, like, top, what, two, three in career postseason sacks. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's uh, we, we, we called him playoff Frank. I mean, that was the case. So, um, certainly at, at times, maybe not as – didn't turn it off as much sometimes it seemed in the regular season. I know there was always angst among the fans about that, like, where's Frank Clark? But, boy, when the playoffs came – he was always uh, somehow, some way making a big play. And so uh, the, where they're at along the defensive line uh, could have used a Frank Clark if he would have been willing to maybe wait to the end of kind of training camp and be one of those, I call those one-year mercenary defensive ends that are kind of out there right now. I would have been surprised they brought him back. Obviously, the Broncos jumped on him first, and uh, the Chiefs will see him now a, a couple of times. And now in Kansas City, they, you know, the spin is he, he's playoff Frank, and the Broncos got to prove they can get to the playoffs before he could be impactful. But uh, they'll have to replace that along the defensive line for sure, if not during the regular season, certainly uh, by the postseason. Hopefully someone else will be stepping up into that type of role. Now, uh, Josh, looking at uh, the Chiefs' offensive line uh, featuring, uh, what's your take on that? New starters at both tackle positions. Uh, you know, these are like here, Orlando Brown Jr., Andrew uh, Wiley. Uh, they all started uh, like 17 or 17 regular season games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's very similar to Drew Brees, where the strength of the unit was in the trio of the guards in the center. You know, you look at Humphrey Smith and uh, uh, Thune, uh, Thune, uh, uh Now, uh, this group's ability uh, to me uh, to build that chemistry uh, when you know providing that reliable pocket for Mahomes. But where are they at? Uh, because you know Mahomes can extend plays, but that kind of remind me. Uh, I remember the Saints when we had like Max Unger. We had Jari Evans. He had even like a Carl Nix or even a Larry Wolford or Ben Grubbs that Drew Brees knew he always could step up. Then obviously you get Armsteaders now uh, with the Dolphins. And then they draft a Ramcheck. But we were kind of, uh, you know, paying the money almost at times like uh, you think the tackles, but inside out. And uh, mm-hmm. what was the mindset for the Chiefs uh, to go in a different direction as far as uh, not having their two starting uh, tackles come back? Yeah, well, Wiley uh, was a guy that um, they couldn't they couldn't find anybody to beat him out. Like he just kept winning the job, and it wasn't spectacular, but very solid on the right side. He ended up uh, taking a multi year deal. I don't think the Chiefs were looking at a multi year deal, and were probably looking to try to upgrade there. And I think they definitely did. They they allocated a lot of money to Juwan Taylor on the right side. Um, initially, uh, the belief was, well, they might slide him to the to the left tackle spot. Um, but instead he's going to remain on, on the right. They signed Donovan Smith, the former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, and I think all told they'll probably be better along the offensive line. Wiley at times had his issues. Orlando Brown, I don't want to speak out of turn. I felt like one of the most overrated uh, left tackles we've seen in a while. He was – I don't know what people were watching last year that, that saw the Chiefs and didn't see that that was a problem. On the, left, uh, on the left side of their offensive line. They used a lot of running backs to chip for them. Uh, they, 
Uh, we're hoping he could be their left tackle of the future. I think they had decided, nope, they didn't even make him an offer. He moved on, went to Cincinnati. Bengals think they have somebody. Maybe he fits what Joe Burrow does better, but uh, this is definitely an upgrade at left tackle for the, uh, for the Chiefs. Now, have they played together a lot? No. The bulk of the inside, though, are, are, are really good. Creed Humphrey is one of the best centers in the league. Joe Tooney may be the most underrated guard in the league. And, and Trey Smith uh, probably gets the least accolades, but, but he's a guy that will have some Pro Bowls in his future. So really good in the middle. Two brand-new tackles, but I think probably upgraded from, from a season ago. We'll find out. Josh, thank you for the time. We'll be seeing you in the uh, Caesar Superdome Sunday high noon. We'll be uh, getting ready for that kickoff and uh, anxious to see uh, some real football action instead of obviously the uh, the things going on at training camp uh, where everything gets blown out of a portion. But so does everything with preseason football too. Uh, again, thanks for the time and uh, be talking to you soon. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, good news. Good news. It sounds like it's going to be 100 degrees. I'm glad we're going to be inside on, on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it, hell yes. I mean, come on. Tulane Stadium, old Tulane Stadium, no. Uh, uh, in the dome, uh, no. no it'll, be, it'll, it'll be nice. Nice control right, environment. Good. All right, all right, Josh. Thank you, Josh. From the Chiefs Radio Network, uh, sideline reporter Josh Klinger. You, Klingler, you can hear him on Sunday's call on the Chiefs Radio Network. Meanwhile, on Saints Radio Network, we got kickoff. High noon Sunday. Don't miss it on WWL. Back after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Back in the mix here at the NOLA Pickle Fest, brought to you by B1 Bank, the ultimate pickleball festival. And I'll be featuring celebrity exhibition match with Drew Brees and John McEnroe tomorrow morning. Gentlemen, we do have some preseason game action right now. The Bengals are taking on the Packers. The Pack just scored another touchdown, 13-3, pending the extra point from Green Bay. Man, uh, Steve, what I'm hearing, that offensive line's getting beat like a drum again. The Bengals. The Bengals. That ain't good news for Joe Burrow. If I'm Joe Burrow, I'll maybe take a little extra week or two off. Oh, that's strange. I'm, I'm going to well, take well, a little longer to get back. Well, 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 see, did Jordan Love, the Packers, did Jordan Love do anything or what? Let's see what we got here from Jordan Love, the, poc- the box score. And I wouldn't put a lot of uh, stock in that Jordan Love. 7 to 10, 46 yeah, yards and a uh, touchdown. Already, though, he's out of the game and Sean Clifford is in. 
Sean Clifford, he's from Penn State. Uh, he came to the Manning camp, I remember, one year. Man, he was a good kid. Uh, you know, he reminds me a little bit of, uh, and I, he's not as good, but he's built and he kind of throws the same way, Jake DeLome. Okay. That, that's what Sean Clifford, he, he's sort of a poor man's Jake DeLome. Uh, also in action uh, preseason games right now, guys, the Giants at Detroit, the Lions trailing 6-3. to three. The Falcons are up 6 nothing at Miami. 7-7, the Baker Mayfield-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers are tied with the Steelers. And right now the Browns and Commanders, guys, it says delayed. So I'm, current, I'm wondering what is the delay Probably in lightning. Cleveland right now? Yeah, yeah, I would be. say lightning. Because that's the only way it's delayed if it's got lightning. Yeah. Because if it's, if it's rain, you're still playing. <laughs> yeah, we they ended up playing in below sub-zero temperatures in Cleveland. So it's amazing how lightning ends up ruining things. We know that pretty much firsthand of trying to go to Alec Box Stadium this season. Yeah, you uh, can tell that story. Out. See, I was the smart one of the bunch. I read that. I read about that that lightning that was happening. Well, the the. The really sad thing, too, is we were trying to go see Paul Skeens, and it was announced that he'd be pitching still game one against Tulane, so we missed out on that. And then I was like, all right, we're still going to go. How much rain you got? Still going to go to the game anyway. Zero rain. It was just all the <laughs> lightning, and every time that lightning strike hits, it's like, bam. <laughs> Another half minutes, hour. Another half, half hour. hour. Yeah. It has to be, what, seven, eight miles away? Yeah. 40 yeah, yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. It was like. Amazing. I've never seen that where it was just all light, a light show all night. And no, no precipitation coming down. It ended up brewing hey, all night uh, at the hey, box. Hey, so, Steve, so what if I told you, Charlie, and Jeff, uh, this is a good omen fellowship. I'm telling you, all this adversity, they're going to be national champs. Because you didn't know. Remember I told you that, uh, boy, to considering when LSU and Hootie were playing and how the tough competition they had, that I think it was the greatest championship in LSU baseball history. I agree with you. When, when you consider because uh, of the preseason rankings and living up to those expectations, kind of thing, and, who you had to and who they had to there. play Wake Forest, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee. It, it was like Florida. In, yeah, you oh, look. Uh, no, it, 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 it was it was it was tough. Uh, I mean, speaking of LSU, guess who Baker Mayfield threw a touchdown to tonight? It, it was okay. Hold on, he used to play with the Falcons. Uh, I think Russell Gage? No. No. no? Okay. Actually, Trey, Trey Palmer. Palmer. Trey Palmer, who went to Nebraska, left LSU and went to Nebraska. Finished out at Nebraska. Finished, finished at Nebraska. Yeah, right now. Is, is Russell Gage still there? I think he, he is. Got hurt, though. Oh, he got okay. hurt, though. Oh, okay. he got hurt. Right now, yeah, Baker's been cruising. Eight for nine, 41 yards, and a TD. Oh, no, he, they're going to the Super Bowl, <laughs> for sure. Uh, no, I mean, again. Okay, it's the Baker, biggest mirage. There's no game yes. plan. They're not doing any game plan. Now, you still got to go out there and execute, but they're not game planning to stop and Listen, Baker, Baker, a lot of his money is tied up in starts and all this other <laughs> stuff. Man, why wouldn't he look good in preseason? He knows what's at stake here. Right. No, well, I don't blame him now. I don't blame him. But, again, you you got to look at – how you look at preseason. It's not like a regular season game. Have okay, you guys I, I, gotten I, to see his documentary at all that was put out by Netflix? Uh, I'm anxious to see the debauchery of all oh, about Johnny Manziel. Yeah, Johnny Manziel. No, I haven't seen it yet, but I can about imagine. I, well, I've heard bits and pieces of it. Well, it just goes to show you again. You ain't try, uh, you ain't okay, try. anybody named, um, nicknamed Mr. Football, they don't give you that nickname by accident. Johnny Manziel was unbelievable at Texas A&M. What he did in college against Nick Saban in Alabama, but that shows you in the NFL, you just can't go winging and run around and ad-lib. It's not backyard football. And he don't look at film. He don't study. 
Well, hell no, you. Listen, he ain't that good. He ain't got. Listen, you almost have to be kind of like Michael Vickish uh, uh, as far as like running around and ad living. All he he wasn't that good. That's why if you're not going to study and prepare, no, I can see why Johnny Menzel. But he was a brat. He's a small brat. Yeah, I mean, and the on. other thing with him, man, he comes to Manning one year, and uh, he might have had uh, one or two more than he should have the night before. And he don't show up in the morning? <laughs> he don't show up. But the morning he does show up is the Friday, and it's media day, so he's looking all around, and I see him. I got my cameraman with him. So I, so I said, Johnny, come sit down right here. Oh, thank you. So I got the first interview with him. So I asked him about you know his recruitment, and he said, I always wanted to go to LSU. You know why? There was a former LSU quarterback that grew up in his hometown, Matt Flynn. Huh. Oh. And he said, I always wanted to. I said, well, what happened? Well, he, he said, well, he, he Coach Miles to, didn't offer. Well, he needed to be a professional like Matt Flynn. But, uh, you know, Johnny Manziel, oh, nothing. One, you want to go honky-tonk, whatever. And, well, he, he well, you got to listen. Uh, if, if Archie on and you promise someone you're going to do something, if you're going to hoot with owls at night, you got to soar with eagles in the daytime. Oh, that, you, you can't just you uh, soar I, I, too I don't high feel like, I don't feel like showing up. Like, what? Come on. We'll be back with more after this here on WWL. Sports Talk back at it here from the NOLA Pickle Fest at the Morio Convention Center. And, guys, it is a pleasure to have Pickle Fest inside and not out. I know that they do have outdoor courts, obviously, but, man, there you would be able to survive the uh, way sure it's been the, out there. The, the Pickle Fest people that are playing they, Pickle they realized. Fest, they, they were thrilled about this also. Well, well, well you can have Pickle Fest outside uh, uh, where the Saints are going next week. You know, uh, when they got practice against the Chargers in, in California Costa, <laughs> in, in Costa Mesa, and uh, you know, look at the the, the cowgirls and Oxnard, and you know, and so you look at yeah, that that's uh, where you wake up in the morning, and it's, you know, mid high sixties or uh, it got, got a little warm today. It got to seventy eight yeah, or something. Bob, yeah, look up the temperatures, and like it's the low is like sixty seven. And the highs, I think one day goes to 80. Yeah, yeah. Everything else is 77, 78 It's like waking up in the morning, 60s, and it gets to like 70. 77, so 78. That, that, yeah, I just looked up Costa Mesa real quick. Today, 76 is the high. Tomorrow, <laughs> 75. Sunday, watch out. It gets up to 77. Okay, man, what, what's the low? It's probably mid to a high 60s, Steve, the low in the morning or something. The, the low, 67. 67. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so that's what I mean. The Saints should get a lot done. Uh, against the charges. You know, I'd be interested to see because, you know, our DBs, we're all excited about our defensive backs against their receivers, even without a rush. You know, like seven on seven? Because you remember, like, the seven on seven, I'll never forget. I've never witnessed anything like this against the Patriots. I remember, like, Drew Brees, they each had 20 reps. Drew Brees and a Tom passing, Brady. a passing clinic, right. It's like the defense wasn't even there. Hmm. It was like 39 of 40, and it should have been 40 of 40. The receivers dropped one pass. I mean, it was like talking about efficiency. So I'd be interested to see, like, if you're watching, like, how does Derek Carr, uh, how does he, going seven on seven, how does he match up against their defense and then Justin Herbert against our defense? I'm not, no pass rush now. So you would think, no. So you got it, Allen it, 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 and Mike Williams I can and tell Quentin you, Johnson. Derek Carr and Justin Herbert on seven on seven should go 80%. Now listen to what I'm telling you. So let's say uh, if you're going 20 reps each, 
they should complete like 15 to 16 out of the 20 for sure. Well, we'll have our crew of Deuce McAllister, yep. Mike Haas, and Jeff Nowak out there. And let me know. That's 707. So we'll be getting them on Sports Talk for a practice update from yeah. Costa Mesa. Who pulled high straw on that? Right? See, huh? Oh, I got to go out one year of what I was doing the sideline. Obviously, it is gorgeous. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with more Sports Talk coming up next hour. Still talking Saints, but also dip into a little LSU football. Talking to Koki Riley, who's the LSU reporter for USA Today Sports South Region. Back after or this on WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 